gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the beats brews and points of view podcast i'm your host neil richter along with my partner in podcasting sitting to my right e-man bates the pip that is me and we're back for episode 63 oh, i made a we, on this one i know right <laughs> we uh we, we took a couple weeks off you know with you know, Enjoy you the holidays. Cr- you had Christmas Eve one week, and then you had New Year's Eve next week. So, so happy I holidays think, to everyone yeah. out there listening. Yeah, I hope everybody had a good New Year and everybody's safe, happy, enjoy. You know, the nice no snow we had for a minute that was kind of great. I know, man. It's kind of <laughs> been nice. It was a little bit warmer too, so I, I'm cool with that. Because the older I get, the more and more I hate the winter time. Gotcha. <laughs> and the holidays were great and everything, but I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of happy that they're over. <laughs> oh man, I, it's nice to get kind of back into the Dude, swing I was of things. So like, because I had to work like uh, because I usually don't work weekends. So when I'm having to work weekends for the holidays, screw my whole like schedule mm-hmm. up. I'm like, what day of the week is it again? Yeah, it, not to mention like the overindulging and eating and drinking, and it's just like holy shit, I need to like get back <laughs> into the routine and like shape, take man. a break. <laughs> but anyways, that was uh, Carry On by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. To start the podcast with uh the reason i chose that this week is honestly i've been a big fan of them for a super long time and i haven't actually listened to them in a while and there's this new show on netflix that i'm watching right now called messiah that's pretty interesting um kind of about this dude who is like um performing like miracles and people are trying to figure out if he's a con artist or actually the second coming of christ so like rasputin Kind of, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it, it's it's really good, though, because it's like the CIA is investigating this guy because they think that he's, like, pulling, like, some shit on people and they don't really think he's actually this. So, like, the whole show you're trying to figure out if he's actually 
this miracle worker or not. But um, yeah, and that was actually on the first episode. And I was like, damn, I forgot how much I love this song. So yeah. decided to start the podcast with it this week. Is but, that um, the opening song for the show? Or? No, no, it's not the opening we, song we for the it show. Up every week. It was in like the, or, I, I mean, like, for no, for Messiah. Oh, oh no, yeah. it's not the opening song for it, but oh. it was like at the end of the first episode. And I was like, damn, I love this song. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we should probably introduce our guest. Yeah. Too. So I'll kick it over to you to introduce our guest. All right. So, uh, actually, we've been stopping this restaurant for a minute. Formerly, if you guys are familiar, if you guys are familiar with the Ipsy Lanny area, the Elbow Room uh, was recently reinvented and became Dolores, and uh, by our good friend here, Andrew Epstein. Yes, uh, coming from coming from California, Ooh, decided to make to a Tex Mex restaurant. It's a great food. Been mm-hmm. there a few times. Thanks, you, man. I love it, man. I'm glad glad you're on the show. Come kick it with us for a little Appreciate bit. Appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be here. Like, yeah. So, man, thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely, yeah. man. Uh, question. So, what made you want to leave California and come to Michigan in the first place? Well, I mean, to be honest. Uh, and it's funny now because, you know, my wife definitely wishes we didn't leave. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, there there's certain things that I miss about it. Um, but for a few years, I was ready to kind of like move on. Um, it's just a hard place to like do something like we're doing now, you know, unless you have a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, there's also a, a lot more restaurants, especially a lot more Mexican restaurants there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have wanted to try this out there. I don't, I don't Taco know. Taco trucks galore, man. Yeah. I don't oh, know if we would have had the opportunity also. Um, so, uh, you know, that has something to do with it, but also, I was just kind of over uh, that many people, to be honest. Like I also, I like nature and uh, just wanted to kind of get back to Michigan, um, get get uh, back to the woods, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to yeah. play a song later on the podcast. You just made me think of it. There's this song called "The Golden State" by um, City and Color, where he's talking about uh, like. He's he's sick of people singing about California, and he's talking about like the leaves changing and seeing nature and shit like that. So you just made me think of that. I yeah. think the first time I actually met you, we I just randomly came in there with uh, my buddy Ron and my buddy Danielle, and we were talking. And I was actually on my way to L.A. I think when we were I talking that. about that. Yeah, talking we were talking about, about restaurants. Sushi. Yeah, exactly. and I was like, yeah, man, I went, I was going to Sugarfish or something like uh-huh. that out there. Like that place is the shit. I love that because like, that's the freshest sushi you can get though. Cause it's like right off the coast. I've heard amazing things. I haven't been yet, but yeah. Yeah, man, it was it was a fun trip. But um, so what what got, what brought you into like making? How did Dolores come about? Let's put it that way. Uh, you know, it's a good question, and it, it took a while. Um, we lovingly refer to it as like our uh, fourth child, uh, my wife and I. Um, and it really is just a, a byproduct of like the two of us. You know, she, um, being from Mexico really knowing uh and enjoying like good food showing me a lot of like great stuff both in la and in mexico um and then uh on the bar side kind of me falling in love with uh tequila and mezcal and cocktails and kind of putting those two together um and i have to give her credit for like the space because if I had my way, it probably wouldn't have ended up as nice as as it as it did. It looks, um, Neil, have you been there yet? I haven't, but I was just thinking like we need to go check this out because really tequila nice and space, tacos man. is like right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, actually, I've been there a few times without Ron back like a couple uh, couple times, but maybe sometimes. No, it's a really nice space. You guys actually do like music. It looks like too, like in that a room. We do, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll sometimes have uh, live music in every uh, third Friday. 
um, for the foreseeable future, we're having um, a DJ, um, Alvin Hill. Okay, um, nice. He's playing music in the bar area. We actually just take a, a, a table down. And so it's nice and intimate, and it's in that front room. So it's pretty fun. Nice. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. yeah, he'll be playing this Friday. Uh, not this one, but the next one. I forget the date. I can't even believe it's 2020. So. Dude, it's crazy. I, I was filling so out weird, paperwork right? at work today, and I wrote down 19. I'm like, shit, how many times am I going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, I was curious because I've always like I've always been interested. Like I used to work in restaurants for a super long time, and I was interested about like what it takes to start a restaurant. Is there how, how much work is it before you can even open the doors on a restaurant? It's it's a lot of work, um, and uh, you know because you have to believe at first kind of yourself and and you know it's all in your head it doesn't really exist and even even when you tell people it um you know a lot of people investors friends family you know that no one really takes you seriously you know like Mm -hmm. oh all right you know Um, it's like such a i mean if you think about that whole industry is so oversaturated there's a lot of different like restaurants out there like a yeah, man. So, I mean, so yeah. hats off to you for doing that. Thank like, you're you. You're doing yeah. well. No, I mean, we're, like, so, yeah. well, we're enjoying it, you know, and it's a, it's a pursuit of passion. You know, we, we really enjoy, uh, the food we're doing and love running a neighborhood bar, love the regulars we're meeting, um, love doing stuff like that. I mean, so. how often do people come from tap room and just stumble in drunk and then come there? We, we <laughs> get a lot of, uh, we get a lot of good, um, you know like bounce like you know i I love being next to the tap room you know we have a good relationship where a lot of people will come uh to our place have a drink then go over there and then come back over here or you know there's just a lot of back and forth um, i'm like 90 percent sure that's how i found out about you guys in the first place is i just randomly walked in from tap room yeah (laughs) yeah our staff goes over there a lot um you know, we'll get a lot of people that, you know, come in and it takes them a while to realize that they're not in the tap room, even <laughs> though they're looking for the tap room. Um, but they are, you know, they're pretty different. Um, but we love the tap room. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you say that, too, because I was actually just having this conversation with my friend while he was in town for the holidays. Uh, my parents and his parent or well, his dad live kind of by each other in the Cherry Hill Village area. And currently in Cherry Hill Village, there's only one bar. And I was just talking to him. Maraschinos? Like, Man, if, yeah, Maraschinos. Yeah. And I'm like, if they had a couple other spots down here, I think they would all benefit from each other because like, people like to go to an area where they can have a variety and you know bounce around a little Definitely. bit. You know? That so, area is crazy just because you got like you got a whole theater like there where they do like musical like plays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You got that. You got like a hair salon. You got a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. They had a few bars there that just failed over the like, course of a couple years, but Maraschino's, it looks like it's going to be around for a minute. Yeah, and they got a new, there's this? like a beach. Uh, Cherry Hill and Ridge, I want to say, in Canton. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Between yeah. Denton and Ridge on Cherry yeah, it's Hill. It's like borderline Superior Township. It's kind of like yeah, they're trying yeah. to do, like, they're trying to make what downtown Plymouth has going on, but it's like, it's just a slower project. It's not, it's not popping as off like that. location as Plymouth is, so... But there, I guess there's going to be another bistro opening up across the street. So hopefully those oh, will help each there's other. There's some good restaurants in Canton. I, there I are like definitely a lot of there. good restaurants yeah. in Canton. Canton is a big, because I've lived there for 10 years. Like, it's a big commuter city. Like, you got a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of people that live there. They either work in Detroit or they work in Ann Arbor for the most part. So there's always going to be some good food around mm-hmm. there. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Palermo. That's where I worked for a super long time. Shout out to Paul and Faye Palazzolo. They got the best pizza in Canton. Oh, my God. Nice. so good. 
Still my favorite pizza, and I ate I'm it a, for I'm a ten cur- years straight. I'm a curry on crust fan, man. When it comes to pizza, I still haven't tried curry yeah, on crust. Man. Have you have you heard of that? Place? I I hear good things. I haven't been. Desi Pizza. Yeah, I like so the other good. spot. That's the same owners that own Curry on the Crust that own uh, Nihis Indian uh, I've, vegetarian. I've been there food. before too. That's yeah. my jam. That stuff is delicious. That spot was a bunch of different stuff too. It used to be like mm-hmm. Mango's Fruit Market. And yeah, yeah. Used to be a gym at one point. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But yeah, uh, we should probably hop into uh, these beers, I guess. And yeah, I think- first I want to get quickly to the the birthdays and the the rest in, or the RIPs that we have for this week before we jump into these beers. Um, these bars. And as we talk about on the podcast, we always like to start with the bad news and then work our way into the good news. Oh. So I guess we're going to start with the RIPs today. Um, and first we have uh, David Stern, who was the longtime commissioner of the NBA. For I think he was there for 30 years. Uh, passed away of I think a brain aneurysm is what they what I read on the internet today at age seventy seven and uh, I I we, I was wrong he did not have any blemishes in his that's <laughs> what no, I thought was yeah no no, he, no he was, issues he with him or anything like yeah. that so yeah he they uh they said he was one of the most well respected commissioners around in and, sports man and he's going in down general. in the Hall of Fame and everything like that so that's pretty sad um at least he did get to live a nice full life though seventy seven is pretty yeah. solid um. But yeah, that's that's sad. So rest in peace to him. Um, also, rest in peace to Elizabeth Wartzel, who uh, died at 52 of breast cancer. If wow. you're not familiar with that name, she uh, wrote the book Prozac Nation back in the 90s, which went on to be, uh, I mean, that was a really a popular book, and it went on to be a popular movie. Um, was it so, a TV show or a movie? It was a movie. Yeah, it was, was a movie it? with Christina Ricci. Huh. Um, but yeah, so she passed away from breast cancer, uh, I think at today, actually. And then- wow. Uh, Last, but certainly not least, probably the most important one, uh, to me at least, uh, for my taste, is um, Allie Willis, who is a Detroiter, for one. She um, was a singer, songwriter, um, art director. She co-wrote the songs uh, September and Boogie Wonderland for Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, she wrote the... Can we play that? She wrote the theme song to Friends. She wrote "I'll Be There for You," which she won a Grammy. I mean, uh, an Emmy for. Um, she also wrote the theme song to Beverly Hills Cop and The Color Purple, which Jesus. she ended up getting a Tony Award for. She sold over sixty million records and is in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So she was a very interesting character and was like, I, I was reading about a little bit about her and was known to host these crazy, like eccentric parties. She was always dressed real wild, kind of like the Earth, Wind, and Fire guys dress, you know, all kind of nuts and eccentric type of uh, personality. That's so cool. rest in peace to Allie Willis for sure. Um, and then, yeah, we got some, a few birthdays that I that I took down today as well. Uh, Kenny Loggins is turned nice. 72 today, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he also wrote the theme song to Footloose. Or a lot was, of Kenny movies. Caddyshack too. Caddyshack. Like, yeah. Did you yeah, Caddyshack? Right. Yeah. He had a lot of theme songs, <laughs> to be honest with you. And uh, and he also had you had to count your money. <laughs> I don't know why. Every time I think of Kenny Loggins, I just think about that song with him, Thundercat, and uh, oh, uh, Michael, Michael McDonald. McDonald. That's a great song. Yeah, well, that was Kenny Loggins. Mr. Kenny Loggins. Oh yeah, you're right. That is <laughs> good call. That's a great song yeah. too. And then also from SNL, Kate McKinnon's birthday is today. She turns 36. And then also uh, from The Walking Dead and Boondock Saints, Norman Reedus turned 51 today. Right. So happy birthday to all of those guys. 
But yeah, E-Man, so what do you got for us for this week for the beer? Well, I do have one more thing to say. One more, right, al- an album anniversary that happened actually a couple of days ago. Uh, Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper Delight turned 40. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, a happy birthday one to of, that. <laughs> like, that was probably one of the most iconic albums that actually kind of started I mean, the hip-hop genre. It really did way. start yeah. hip-hop. And I think- It really um, did. I want to say, who was it? Uh, was it, who wrote that verse? There was a, a big name that wrote- um, because they, it was kind of like a ghost-written song. And I want to say it was... Kumo, no, I got to look. Kumo I'm going to look it up so I don't fuck it up. Because I know it was uh, someone pretty big that wrote that for them. But I'll look that up. While, while you're looking that up, I'll talk about the, the beer. beer. All right. So, uh, coming to us from Motor City Brewing Works. If you got... you got A lot of you guys who follow the show or listen along probably familiar with this one, but... We did, we never had it on the show, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll bring it in. Uh, we have the Ghetto Blaster from Motor City Brewing Works. Uh, if you follow us on Untapped at untapped.com slash beat underscore and underscore brews, uh, I'll give you my rating on it, and I'll give you the description. It is Motor City Ghetto Blaster is a classic English-style mild ale, tawny in color with a clean biscuit flavor. Ghetto Blaster is also the beer you can hear in an ongoing documentation of the Detroit music scene. So when I hear like the biscuit flavor, I'm thinking more of like a toasty, like roasted kind of flavor to it. So I'm, I'm, you know, I've already had it, but I'm, I'm really glad to have this beer. It's actually one of, it's very subtle too. It's only like 3.8 ABV, so it's not really overpowering by any means. It's only 15 IBU, so it's not really bitter. It's, it's kind of like, like a brush of fresh air. I'm sick of all these super, yeah. <laughs> super strong beers. You take like two of them and you're like wasted. <laughs> but um, it was Grandmaster Kaz, by the way. I looked that up. Um, but anyways, I had they didn't have a lot of information on Motor City Brewing. Uh, there's a little bit that they have down on their website, but it is the oldest um, running uh, brewery in uh, oldest operating brewery in Detroit. Um, and right. it started in 1994, uh, but they didn't, they don't have a whole lot of backstory on it. They, they just talk about where it's at. It's kind of over by where, uh, Wayne state's at, which is right by where we live. So that's, you know, cool. surprisingly, I've never been there. I haven't either. Since we've it, lived, I've been to Atwater so many times. I've been to Jolly Pumpkin a lot. I've never been to Motor City. Yeah. I haven't I, either. They but, have um, a cool little, uh, like, you know, restaurant, uh, bar situation i don't know sure. if they've read redone it now that like chinola and all that has uh, really dan gilbert's detroit yeah it really really developed it but it's it's cool you know yeah for sure yeah they got good pizza and good beer yep Word. and on our podcast while we're trying and taking a sip of the beer we like to play you guys a jam usually if it's we got an artist that we're interviewing we play one of their tracks but um today i just saw this video for this and i thought it was suiting since he's a detroiter himself uh, two of my favorite hip-hop artists. Um, Black Milk has a new track out with Mick Jenkins called Carefree. And I'm going to play you guys a little bit of that while we take a taste of this Ghetto Blaster. All right. Cheers. I was off the drugs, I was off the drinks, I was off the vibes Got nothing to hide on with the squad, don't make me throw it up She by my side, we on the fire, that shit is not It just don't look like this 
living carefree, then you probably don't look like us. Damn, nigga, let me cook right quick. On the beach, couple niggas was cool, and it's just about dust. Shawty never smoked kush like this. I'm fast, music playing, grinding on me. You know I had to push right back. Reflex, respect, no suspect. Shit came late. Goofy niggas miss the sunset. We ain't even give a fuck. Got the backwards, though. Drop those niggas would have been upset. Only hit it two times, cause I know that the paper is more of a speech you can fuck with. And I like that shit. She don't duck shit, but we was cool, and I said we didn't want smoke. So when the cops popped up, it was pop smoke. Niggas proceeded to get on that fuck shit. I'm worried about dying for speaking my mind. They keep on calling it tough shit. They ain't do too much. Just rough shit, whole time that really is way too much shit Playing that shit right, it's some tough shit And they know just which one to fuck with It's just some shit we stuck with We was off the drugs, we was off the drinks We was off the vibes I got nothing to hide on with the squad Don't make me throw it up She by my side, we on the fire We ride and die Damn nigga, let me breathe Damn nigga, let me cook Damn family, give me space So quick to shoot, no Devin Book Look me in my face, can't play it straight These niggas crooks, they play a hate I'm on my shit, pull me over about my whip Like how you get it, bitch, I bought it Took my ticket for the tents That might not seem too intense But I ain't with this in two months The first day back, they on some shit I can't let them steal my joy See what my niggas is fucking with Heard the whole squad at the beach Guessing we'll pull up and shit We be off the drugs, we be off the drink We be off the vibes Got nothing to hide, be with the squad Don't make me throw it up by my side, we gonna fight this shit is not yeah. We was off the drugs, we was off the drinks, we was off the vibe Got nothing to hide on with the squad, don't make me throw it up She by my side, we gonna fight, we ride or die Damn, nigga, let me breathe Damn, nigga, let me cook Damn, nigga, give me space Damn, nigga, let me breathe Damn, nigga, let me cook That's Carefree by Mick Jenkins and Black Milk. Uh, Mick Jenkins is like one of my absolute favorites right now. Black Milk too. Yeah, he has really jazzy music, man. I really love uh, everything that he makes. But yeah, that's a great song. There's a video out for it that just dropped today too, so you can go check that out on YouTube or Title. I watched it on Title, so you can check it out wherever you want. But um, what do you think about Ghetto Blaster? I haven't had it in a super long time, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't really like it that much. Really? Not really. Really? Not really for me. Dude, I'm a big fan of it actually. Yeah. Kind of just tastes like I, a Budweiser to me. I mean, that's kind of where it's like that uh that like L like low ABV type thing where mm-hmm. you know how Budweiser Budweiser or Miller has like that drinkability thing yeah. with it. I mean, it's not meant to be like one of those things where you know it's like all about the flavor. It's just kind of a beer where you can just kind of crush it. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, go on to the next I think one. that might be what it is. That becomes such a fucking beer style. relaxing. <laughs> you hanging out with me and shit. But no, know. I actually like this one. Like, I like it's one of my favorite. It's like, it's a basic, like, craft beer, but it's still like a really, it's still like a really good, like, classic one to me. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of like along those lines where, like, people... Well, not necessarily the same type of beer because that's an IPA, but like a two-hearted where it's kind of just like a classic in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like on that same, like, that level, like, where it's like, hey, this is a really, like, classic, like, drinkable beer. Yeah. Although two-hearted sometimes is not drinkable, especially if you go, like, double two-hearted or something like that, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's been around forever, though. Like, um, we 
we're talking about it before we recorded. You were telling me it's been around since you were in high school, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the first uh, craft beers I remember drinking when it was just like Motor City and Bells around, pretty much. I do remember think... my buddy's brother being really into it too, which I think graduated around the same year as you did. Neil, what would what would you say would be your intro to craft beer? What was the beer that actually kind of put you on the beer to, on like the road to craft? Craft beer. Hmm. This is interesting, and I kind of want to ask this to the people now. I don't like, know if it would be listen. called. I don't know if it'd be considered craft beer, but when I first started venturing out from like uh, like Budweiser and Bud Light, I was got really into Newcastle. I was drinking Newcastle. Ah, yeah, yeah, same Newcastle with me. Good. Yeah, um, which I haven't had it in a long time. Yeah, I'll me have neither. To get some of that. We sell that shit, bro. <laughs> Brings up at home tomorrow. I'm gonna do that. This reminds me of actually, like, I would say Fat Tire for me was oh, one. Oh, Belgium, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. yeah that'd be but, one and this ones. one kind of reminds me of a little bit like a, a Fat Tire, like an amber sort of, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though it's not really, I guess, technically an amber, but, uh, but yeah, Fat Tire for me, when I was, when back when you couldn't get it in Michigan, uh, oh, first had it in Colorado. You know what I had over the holidays that I really enjoyed? We went. I was in Indiana visiting my family, and we went out to eat at this nice restaurant, and uh, they had Stella's Midnight Ale, and that was good, man. It kind of tastes like Modella Negra a little bit. Hmm. It's kind of going after that, like, same flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is. Yeah. it really is, like, that kind of caramel-ish kind of taste yeah. to it. Yeah, I really like that. Flavor. Like, I've been drinking those Modellas a lot lately. That's been, like... My go -to. Dude, our, if you check out our refrigerator, it's just full of Mordello. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Not even joking. It's like all Mordello. There's some Anchor beer in there somewhere. But <laughs> yeah. and some then, Anchor Steve. And you made your own. You tell them oh, about that yeah. one. Did you make up a name for it yet? The White Russian Mano. Oh, is that? Yeah. Wait, is this? No, the one. Cause you it's the one from, it's the one from, it's the same one from last year. I tweaked it, though. I added yeah. I added some stuff in, like, secondary fermentation. I think it tastes better this time. It tastes way better that this time. That little cinnamon flavor you put so, in there. Yeah, Ooh, so, yeah. So, I created a beer last year, like a cream stout called the White Russian Mano. And then I decided to bring it back. Like, it's getting colder out. I'm like, you know what? I'll bring it back this year, but I'll tweak it a little bit. So, like, the, what I did, I added cocoa nibs, vodka soaked wood chips, and mm. stuff like that. But what I did differently, I added cinnamon to it. To nice. give it, like, kind of like that toasted, like, flavor as well. I love White Russian, so. Dude, White Russian's my favorite drink. Really? Period, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Can't beat yeah. it. I, I can't do white Russians because if I'm mixing the booze and the milky shit, that's just gonna mess with my stomach, man. <laughs> I'll never forget. Like we, Neil it is rougher a... the older I get. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Neil and I have a mutual friend. I'll never forget. This is the pettiest thing that's ever happened. And it's fucking hilarious to this day. <laughs> you know, you t you know, I'm talking about Corey, right? Oh yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so there's like I was going through like a just like a sober October thing where I just didn't want to drink. You know, the month of October just kind of reset the body or whatever. Uh, we went out to, actually, we went out to Plymouth Rock down the street. And I'm like, Corey, I'm not drinking tonight. He goes, bro, I'll buy you a white Russian. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm good. good. All right, fine. You know what? I'm buying it anyway. I'm going to drink it in front of you. Corey's lactose intolerant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, he drank no. four of them just to piss me off. <laughs> oh, no. I've seen Corey do this way more. Oh, no. I've, seen, I've seen Corey like house a bunch of pizza and then he was just like ill as hell for the next like three hours. I'm like, why'd you do that to yourself? Dude, Sometimes it's worth it though, you know? I mean- Probably those white Russians were worth it. I don't know. Oh, dude, it'd be tough for me if I wasn't able to eat pizza. That's like my shit. Oh, God. <laughs> I have pizza way too much. So in fact, I. like, now that the holidays dude, are yeah. done, I need to really, like, get some fruits and veggies in me and pump the brakes on the pizza and the heavy beers and, like, <laughs> clean this body out a little bit. <laughs> but uh, anyways, moving along, I say we get on to the something, something old, old something, something new, new segment. Um, and I went back to 1970 um 
today. And it's actually funny because it is not only is it um one of my something olds, but or my something old, but it's also this day in music because it actually came out on this day in 1970. Um, and that is Black Sabbath's second studio album, uh, Paranoid. Shout and out to Oz, man. I, I, I don't know what it is. But I think maybe it's just like I've been trying to branch this. I want to branch this podcast out in this year. We talk a lot about hip hop in the last year. We talked a lot about metal too. We, we talked a lot we talked about a quite little, a bit of we, uh, like we did, but Slipknot we, is definitely a top album for me of last year. So oh, yeah. definitely. But we always definitely gear a lot towards hip hop, and so I kind of wanted to branch myself out and start doing some more because I, I my taste in music is super eclectic. I like all kinds of shit. So I'm gonna try to do some more of the Didn't different. Like a picks. metal band want to come on the show. I would love to get some band. I, I want to get more. Did somebody message bands. you? I think about it. I would. Not a metal band. I don't think so. I thought it was a metal band. Uh uh-uh. uh Well, a metal band hit me up as well. So let's I'm get them, like, oh, bro. Dude, let's, let's get them. We need I'm to switch down. this up a little bit. So. Yeah, no, I'm down because because we had most of our interviews were hip hop artists last year. We had, we had a we couple had singers one. and a couple bands and and a mayor. <laughs> we had a mayor. That was that was fun. We had the mayor Bipsy come on. <laughs> but yeah, so I, three, F- oh, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, she came on the show. Yeah, cool. I've been just in a rock and roll mood lately. So I and Black Sabbath is like one of my favorite rock bands of all time. I think they have one of the coolest fucking sounds ever. The heavy, crunchy guitar licks, and which is kind of cool because the what was the guitar player for Black Sabbath's name? Oh uh, shit! Was uh, it, uh, what the hell? I'm drawing a blank. Was it Tony Iommi? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, that sounds about right. Anyways, that sounds he, like, right. Cut off. Or he, two of his fingers got cut off. He was a machinist before Black Sabbath, and he cut the two of his tips of his fingers off and they got replaced with like metal tips and that's kind of what gave him that super dark sound to his guitar playing is what i remember like hearing about it was i think it might have been on like one of those behind the scenes like black sabbath or something like that that's like the same that's kind of like that shit with like jacko pastoris like people used to purposely blake their thrums just to play just like him because like how he plays with like no frets and then he he bends his thumb a certain way that nobody else really could like people used to purposely break their thumbs just to play like he did. That's huh. crazy. <laughs> That's that. super crazy. But uh, yeah, so that album was their second album, and it was the first one that they um, reached the charts on. Uh, they got on the UK charts with that album, I think getting into the top 20 finally. And it's funny because a lot of their stuff didn't peak super high. Um, it wasn't until like the 2013 when they got really high when they made that 13 album, which is like, way further in their career i mean right. they're old men at that point so um, yeah, ozzy was like you know like deep in fucking the shows and stuff now oh, yeah, for sure which i heard they're trying to bring the osbournes back why i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what the reality show or... yeah why yeah, the reality show i don't know but that album had a lot of their biggest songs on it. it had iron man on it. it had war pigs it had the signature paranoid on it um it's just a really really solid album and it kind of like was the development and start of heavy metal music so um that's why i decided to go with that today and um i'm gonna kick it on over to e-man for his something old i didn't go that far back i went to 2006 actually uh somebody we don't really talk about on the show as much i feel like but you know we both respect uh went with lupe fiasco and then i went lupe fiasco's food and liquor one Mm mm-hmm this man made a song about a fucking zombie, and we need to acknowledge that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Like nobody, like that's still one of the one of my favorite like storytelling songs. Period. Yep. He, he was like he working He's like a, a storyteller, mm, reverse archaeologist. I'm like, oh man, that shit was fire. Uh, that you got kick push on there. You know that was a classic track for a, 
like for that era. And you had the kick push part two on kick there push too, part which two. Awesome, Daydreaming with Jill Scott. Oh my god, that song is so <laughs> phenomenal. That song, that song is originally by some. Uh, I forget who the original sample is from, but goddamn, I, that's one of my favorite Lupe songs ever. I think Lupe definitely has two classic albums in that in the cool. The cool, um, absolutely. The cool is phenomenal as well, but yeah, that that album. I would actually go Drogas and Waves too, like the most, like a couple years ago. Really that was a great album. album. That's yeah. a really smart album. Like about, wasn't it about like uh, like it was about child like? No, it was like about slaves being thrown or that jumped off a slave ship and started like an underground or an underwater society yeah. and came back to capsize and take down slave ships. <laughs> it was like a super crazy concept. I was thinking about song Little Weapon, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Man. Uh that was my something old. Uh and I'm gonna kick it over to you. Any old music you've been listening to? Yeah, actually I, I listened to a fair amount of old music uh mixed in with, you know, everything else. Uh and one of my all time favorites was kind of from the same era as you. But a little different side of the coin, uh, Wayne Shorter, oh, nice. uh, this jazz Ooh. album, uh, Speak No Evil, awesome. uh, definitely had a big influence on me back in the day and um, still listen to it quite a bit. Pretty good. I actually, um, I was at Jazz Fest one year in Detroit and it, it started to rain and like they had to cut it short, which was unfortunate, but we got to see... Um, a performance by I I can't remember the in, the name of the ensemble, but it was like a bunch of musicians, a big collective of musicians playing a piece that R- Miles Davis wrote and gave to Wayne Shorter, and it was the first time it was being performed live. Oh, <laughs> and wow. We were there for it. Wow. it was like super dope. That's oh, rare. I know uh, it was really tight, but it got like it started downpouring. It was fun for a while because we were just dancing in the rain because we really care. We were having so much fun, but. Yeah, after a while, like the lightning started, and they were like, "All right, well, we got to get these millions of musicians off the yeah. stage." <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, he he played with a lot of guys. I mean, he played with uh, Miles Davis, Art Blakey. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, the album "Speak No Evil." He's actually on it with um, Elvin Jones, who played with uh, Coltrane. Yep. Herbie Hancock's on it. Ron Carter, uh, Freddie Hubbard. That's pretty dope. I saw Herbie Hancock one year at Elect- or not Electric Forest at uh Jazz Fest as well. I told you I like randomly bought a Herbie Hancock like CD the uh, couple like couple weeks ago. Like randomly. Like it was just like one of those things. I was like thrifting and I saw it like in a bargain and I'm like, dude, I'm picking this up. Wait, did it have like a, a funny like eighties cover? No, it was like a greatest hits type. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's cool. I wish it did. Can't go wrong. Herbie's awesome, man. That guy is brilliant. He's still rocking out in his 70s, and he's like amazing. Yeah. He plays with a lot of cats, like uh, contemporary musicians that I like a lot, too. Like Terrace Martin plays for him a lot, and like, I don't know. He's he's brilliant. Who's homeboy from Detroit? Uh, the drummer. Which dude? Uh, We saw him like Green twice. Reagan? Yes. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I love he's him. about to be playing. Um, Where did I just see? He's got some kind of show coming up with some special guests really? somewhere in Detroit. Uh, I want to say it might be at like Deluxe Flux or one of the two. Uh, we, like last that. time I saw him was at Deluxe Flux. Yeah, he was playing yeah. with Common. Yep. Yeah, that was sweet. Have you heard any uh, K Trinata? Yes. <laughs> yes. So he he's got a track with Kareem Riggins on it. Yep. That pops, man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, K Trinata's newest album. That new I, I dig awesome. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really too. love it. Me too. Yeah, he's I, he just like not only does he pick great collaborators, but I I just love like his blend of like hip-hop and electronic and jazz like it sounds so old elements. yeah it sounds old you know like it does. yeah yeah it does 
I'd like to see one of his uh, DJ sets live for sure. But still new, you know. Yeah, like, it, yeah. It definitely kind of reminds yeah. me like a Flylo almost, like where he's, he has his own kind of like lane with that. Like yeah. he has like his own distinct sound. I want to say definitely. that they have a, a, a song together. Flylo, I, they probably do. I think they do. But um, yeah, that's a good that's a good three uh, something olds this week. Um, moving along to something, something new, new, since it's the end of the year, there's not a whole lot of new projects dropping. So the beginning one that of the year. was that beginning. Well, of the I year. mean, now it's the beginning yeah. of the year, but like. Like going into this week, December, there was yeah. a, the, people aren't really dropping at the very end of the thing. We had two, man. Yeah? Yeah. I had just the one, and it was a live album. Um, a band that I love, who actually formed at U of M, um, called Wolfpack, just put oh, out a live nice. album from Madison Square Garden. They sold out the garden, which is super fucking impressive for like a small band from Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not all from Ann Arbor. There's a couple members from Michigan, but... Uh, they all went to U of M and met each other at U of M, and that's where they started playing together and performing music together. Um, every year during, uh, they do this Sonic Lunch series in Ann Arbor, which Bank of Ann Arbor puts on, and they're just free shows every Thursday. And Theo Katzman, who's in Wolfpack, performs there pretty much every single year. I've seen him a couple times with my dad, actually. Um, who's actually, he's coming to St. Andrew's Hall in March, so I'm going to get tickets to that, too, because he's a fucking awesome performer, and he's super fun live. But the show is awesome, and they bring out all these awesome guests, including uh, Antoine Stanley, who's from Flint. He's who's the just, singer, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one. Of, well, he's not even officially a member of the band, but he they always bring him out. He's kind of like an unofficial member of Wolfpack, and they bring him out for like five or six songs, and he just kills it. I mean, his voice is like totally nuts to me. Um, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll give you guys a little sample of that, just so because I'm sure a lot of you guys listening aren't familiar with Wolfpack. Um, I'll just play a little bit of him on this live performance here. Let's see, sixteen twelve. I'll give you a little bit of this. We have one more guest for you tonight. From Flint Central High School in Flint, Michigan. Welcome to the stage, Antoine Stanley. But you need to tell it Sometimes I write a little song So you don't forget it Sometimes I write a little song To remember the lyrics What you said? Yeah, that's cold in my heart I go one, six, one, two Just a little bit of a taste of it. The, the album's really great. You can get it on there. It's just Wolfpack Live at Madison Square Garden. Um, I think the only member of the band that's from New York is Theo Katzman. He's from Long Island. But uh, actually, I met Antoine Stanley once at Theo's show. He was doing the Sonic Lunch show, 
and I was sitting there watching the show, and I looked to my right, and, and Antoine Stanley was sitting right next to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. And I didn't bug him during the show because th- he was into it or whatever, but when it was over, we were walking away. I just, I was like, dude, I just want to say I'm a big fan. And then he was like, and he sat there and talked to me for a little bit. So that's what's up, he's a man. super cool guy too. Yeah. So shout out Wolfpack. That's my something new this week. What do you got? So one local shout out. Uh, I'm gonna give it to uh, Joe Commission. Yeah, we're growing up. Yeah, shout out Joe dude, Commission. One of my favorite album covers right now with the Lego. Yes, sir. We got a lot of features on this too. Johnny Morris, you know, a Beats and Brews alumni. Yep. Got Kid Vicious on here. You got Sin Crawford. Sin Crawford, you know, hooked us up with uh, Ill Will and with uh, Kid Swope. Oh, nice, yeah. awesome. And he's even got Redman on there. Yeah, Redman does the <laughs> intro, <laughs> which is pretty wow. crazy, dude. Joe, I'm a big fan of the album. I listened to it the other day at work, and I'm proud of what you Joe put out, Joe actually listens to our show, so that we could actually talk to him, but yeah. And Joe. Joe made me feel... I had never thought a dude making a song about his cat passing away would make me feel so emotional. Dude, <laughs> I'm like, shout yeah. out to Joe. That last song about your cat was touching, dude. So I, I really appreciated the album, man. I really uh, hope it does well for you, because it is a good piece of I work, I mean, that man. dude has done a lot. Between DetroitRap.com, that dude has done a lot for a lot of people, myself included. Absolutely. He, he was like the first to review Be Careful, Be Safe when it came out. So And like, he's been yeah. super cool to us since yeah. he's been on the podcast. He hooked us up with free common tickets once. Yeah, that he was did. Sweet. Yeah. sweet. Um, and shout out Uncle P, too, and everyone over at Detroit Rap. Um, yeah. What did, uh, My second album? Yeah. Jack Boys. Oh, I didn't listen oh, to that. Oh man, it was so fucking dude. Hold on, let me. So we, we, Don we're not we're not gonna play it because that one will for sure get flagged. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I yeah. already have a feeling. Yeah. But it's Don Tolliver, Sheck West, Travis Scott, and who am I missing in that group? Man, I feel I like think I'm it's a, just those three. Is it just those three? I think it's just those three. All right. Yeah. Sean played us a couple tracks when we were out last uh, Saturday, um, which I heard a couple of those, but I haven't listened to the full album. But I want to hear. I, I mean, that, it's got to be probably pretty, pretty crazy production. Out of Cactus Jack Records, like Travis. Scott. Uh, yeah, they used to have uh, what's his face, Smoke Perp, right? Which is oh, I didn't know that. And it was Takashi's boy. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, not Takashi, Lil no. Pump's boy. Yeah, Lil Pump. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I want to listen to that one. No, dude. I, I, from off, like beginning to end, like I mean, it's only it's a very short project, so you can honestly crush it like halfway home, right? But start to finish is a really solid project, man. I really do like like the one with. And I mind you, I'm not a Young Thug fan by any means, but right. the Young Thug feature on that, his voice is just perfect on that track. Yeah, and out west, I like Young Thug. <laughs> I do too. I, I like Young Thug. A lot of people I do. Just do it. I just never, yeah. He's very creative. I just yeah. me personally, I'm I can't listen. No, he's to not him for like everybody. That. Yeah. yeah. I was also prepared to talk about Dre Dav's new album, Paradise Sky. Oh, yes. But unfortunately, he hasn't been able to drop it yet because he's had some a little trouble with sample clearances. Uh, so that'll he, get you. it will be coming out later this week. Is, is Dre, what he told me looking for it, man. I, went, I, oh, I can't wait to hear it. However, I can talk about it because I did go to his listening party. Oh, so yeah, I did. I it. did talk to him. So, by the way, you know that whole joke when Dave Chappelle was talking about rapper weed is really strong? <laughs> Flight team weed is really strong. That fucking Paradise Sky <laughs> pre-roll, man. Yeah, Holy buddy. shit. Anyway, <laughs> Dre, you know what I'm talking about. You you, you, you made that very potent, my dude. Anyway. Yeah, Dre Dabby's <laughs> flight team is one of our favorites, man. They're they're awesome. Not only is we're, we don't just pump them up because they're friends of ours. They're really fucking talented, and I'm really excited to actually hear the full album. I'm like, that dude's going to do some stuff this year. Yes, he definitely he is. He really is. Yeah, a lot of our, uh, I think a lot of our podcast peoples are going to have a big year this year. 2020 is going to be a good one for yep. the 
the local Detroit Ann Arbor boys. A lot of a lot of us, man. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Was well, there any new music that you've been listening to, Andrew? Um, yeah. Uh, so like the this album that came out a few months ago now, uh, called House of Sugar. His name's uh, Alex G. Or like it's sort of weird. It's like Sandy in parentheses Alex G. I never heard. Um, of it. I never heard of it either. But uh, oh, yeah, that's album. Got it. Um, pretty awesome. Like his last album was like a little more, like harder rock and uh, or not. Sorry, not the last one, the one before. But it's it's all over the place. But like very creative. Uh, some's like a little folky. Some's like a little rock. Like What's a good track on here. Um, I like uh. He kind of looks like Joe Gretel. Vision. Gretel's one I like a lot. Um, okay, you gonna play? I'm gonna play. Or or or, or you could it. play. Yeah, play Gretel. Gretel. Yeah. All right, we'll play a little bit of Gretel. Sure. Here's uh, Alex G from House of Sugar. The song is called Gretel. I'm excited because I haven't heard this before. Me either. Yeah, I saw him at L Club. Oh, nice! I love um, that venue. That venue is nice, man. It's you know it's rated top ten venue by Pearl Jam. I'm not Pearl Jam by Rolling Stone. No, he puts on a crazy fucking show. I first discovered uh, him opening up for another band, uh, Porches, but it I was at the Porches. Yeah, they're super cool too. Yeah. But 
you know, it's cool when you like discover another band just by just you know checking out one that you already like. Right? What's his setup like live? Is it just him by himself, or has he got a band? Or? Well, so this time was the most uh like production ever. Like the first time I saw him when he opened up for Portugal, it was just him and uh, it was a trio. Uh huh. And this time it was like four four dudes and him. You know, oh, so nice. it was like you know he had lead guitar. Uh, I think and sometimes he play rhythm, uh, bass, keyboard, drums. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I like that the most because like as much as I'm impressed by when someone does like the one man show thing, um, I love when there's like a good sounding band. Like I need to see a drummer what playing. We saw I see a bass Saturday, yeah. by the way, we went to um, Oh Miami. Oh, I oh, love that, that venue. Was awesome. What the hell was the name of the I, group? I have no idea. I, got, I took down her phone I number and then place. I forgot. What Man, her name was. It, it was the craziest, <laughs> one of the craziest things I've seen from a local show in a long time, nice. dude. It was like everybody just kept switching out instruments and everything. And the one, the lead vocalist chick, like she, she killed it. She killed it. I gotta, oh my God. I got to figure out what I saved her as in my phone because I want to get her on the podcast. She said she wanted to come on the podcast. Dude, yeah. And then I saved it. You know, you sure told like, me I, I have cards on me is. all the time. <laughs> no, I asked you. You didn't have one that night. I was also, you know, <laughs> not under the influence. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's hilarious. Um, that's sweet, man. Alex G, I'm definitely checking yeah. more of that out. That's a great one. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah, moving along. Um, before, I wanted to talk sports a little bit. Before we do that, I just wanted to um, quickly mention that we're thinking about and we hope that that they can recover and it really is a heartbreaking thing to see what's going on with the wildfires in Australia. Yeah. Um, it's wiped out. Like they said, 50 million animals already. That's what's crazy, like man. Four people. It's burned down 1500 homes. You got this. Like totally and then you insane. had the Amazon, uh, rainforest last year. I know. And, and then, just, and Puerto awful. Rico just suffered the worst hurricane they've ever seen. So, I mean, it's our, our, my heart is with all those people and those animals. I'm a big animal guy. So that really, really bums me out. They were talking about how the koala bear population could be almost be extinct from this, which is like totally nuts, man. Really sucks. If you don't, uh, if you still don't believe in climate change, uh, you're, uh, you're kind of fucking behind the eight ball, man. (laughs) We got some other climate change is definitely, in my opinion, something we need to worry about more than, uh, building a wall or anything like that. I think it's a bigger threat to our society as a people. But um, anyways, we got yeah. we got other issues going on with that. We got you know Iran to deal with now. That, that's yeah, that story. too because our president is awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to touch on that briefly. Um, there's and also you can go on different. There's plenty of organizations that you can find on the internet if you want to donate to help with the with the relief uh, funds of both Puerto Rico and Australia right now. But um, all right, moving along. Um, we wanted to get into sports a little bit. Um, unfortunate for the fucking Pistons. Like, well, it doesn't seem anything can go their way this season. Or, or any, any Detroit, Detroit sports, sports team. <laughs> Red Wings are like, what, like 10 and 30 right now oh or something Oh, my God, like they're brutal, yeah. man. Just totally brutal. So Blake good. Griffin, though, um, season-ending knee injury. Uh, what was that, yesterday? That so happened? he's uh, expected to go under season. Indi- Let me look it up real quick. Well, he's think expected today, to go under- today they announced that he's definitely going under the knife for sure. Yeah. That's terrible, yeah. man. Considering season-ending knee injury uh, surgery on his left knee, uh, he's been only limited to 18 games this season so far. 
I know, man, and it's it's unfortunate, but at least this was. I mean, at least it won't be detrimental however, to our season because we're already. Doing however, <laughs> Derrick Rose has been elected to uh, the Skills Challenge. Oh, does he really? Yes, nice. good for Derrick Rose. It's crazy how much different Derrick Rose looks to me nowadays. Like I didn't even know he was with on the dreads Pistons at first. Yeah. He's got the long dreads. Yeah. He's got the mustache beard combo going. Well, I'm you like, know, going to the Pistons will do that to you. <laughs> yeah. No, Derrick Rose is on a on a come up, but I really hope. I, even if it's not with the Pistons, I really hope that he does. Like, well, well hopefully he doesn't get injured right in the next eight games. Yeah, so we can trade him. That's true uh, because he could be decent on somebody's squad. He could. Run. It's scary too because he's always been injury prone. So I just hope he can stay healthy. The fact that we're even playing him is is silly. I mean, I know. I, there really is no purpose in playing. Why? Him, right? Yeah, should just be trade him and do it. You know, do him a favor. I know it. Yeah. Same with Drummond too. Yeah. Exactly. Drummond could be beasting out somewhere else. I mean, yeah. Drummond pisses me off, dude. He's like, every year it seems like after the All Star break, he just goes in the tank. Like, he's like, st- either stops caring or just like stops playing well. Because the Pistons, I mean, last year they, you know, they had like the, what, like seventh or eighth seed. They could have had like the fifth, mm-hmm. but then, you know, they kind of pooped the bed out of us. Yeah, I know. And then had to play, you know, the Bucks, and that was, you know, that was history from there because you're going against Giannis. Right. But I thought the yeah. Lions were going to do that same shit. I thought they were going to beat Green Bay, and I was like, oh my god, if they well, that if they win be, now, I'm going to be so a mad. Very uh, Lions thing to do, isn't it? It's a very Lions thing to do. I mean, I got to be honest. I bet against the Pistons the other night on the money line at Golden State. Oh, dude, have you? And they won by ten. Oh, I got a question for you about the money line. Is that the one at MGM? Oh uh, no! I mean, money line meaning uh, like no okay. spread. It oh, was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. you know, fifty bucks paid like I don't know, almost seventy five back. I got you. No, and they... uh, I didn't think anyone was gonna play, and they didn't start, but they did bring in D Rose and Drummond later in the game, and they couldn't miss a three. <laughs> I was just and and every time I bet against my own team, <laughs> it happens. So I guess shame on me. No, they MGM <laughs> Casino. They have like this whole like area now where you it's like they call it the money line where it's just like this big room and it's just like all made for sports betting it was just a lounge oh i heard that by um potentially super bowl or maybe at the latest march madness you'd be able to place a bet yep. so maybe maybe that's the, where it's legal now so yeah i think that's what that's what they made it for because they knew that was going to be on a ballot is it year. open the like, money line's been open it, oh. it, people just go in there to watch like you know, just watch games and shit. But you like can't play so bad. Ever since it, it became legal this year, so I'm pretty. Oh, sure I you know, yeah. no, I know, but I they haven't like gotten their crap together. Just like, or I guess I can, I can say look shit, into right? it because I don't. I don't know because it's you can like play the marijuana thing, man. It's yeah. like it's been legal since way before you've been able to recreationally buy it. Yep. Um, you know, Michigan it takes us a little while. Yeah, it's gonna take like a while. 10, 20 years. Yeah. Those it's those three shops that are open right now are killing it, man. They're making the ones all in kinds Ann Arbor. Of so we need to hurry up and get on the ball in Detroit, man, because our city needs money. And oh, Detroit declined it. Well, because uh, I honestly think it's low key because of break-ins. I don't think so. I mean, Ann Arbor got broken into already. Yeah, but why would that be any different than a liquor store? Because there's multiple liquor stores and only very few dispensaries. Yeah, but that doesn't. Well, I mean, you got you got you can you got a bunch of targets there for liquor stores, whereas dispensaries, you know, is killing it right now. You only have maybe like three or four options. I don't know. Put some yeah. armed guards in there. <laughs> you yeah, it's all about security, right? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yep. But they do. I think weed shops do keep a lot more cash on hand than uh, absolutely because they can't well, federally put it in yeah. banks or anything like yeah. that. So now you use a credit or anything. Yeah, that is kind of true. But so. that's just more jobs for people, right? There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hire more security. Yeah. I agree. I'm with you on that. Um, predictions for the Super Bowl? I like so. 
I'm a I'm a big believer in the Drake curse. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Drake the, just Drake uh, curse. The, you're, you're, are you are you familiar with the Drake curse? No. It's pretty funny. You, Aubrey, <laughs> <laughs> whatever team he roots uh, for ends up fucking losing. Every team, <laughs> Aubrey, Drake, whatever fuck what was his last name again? Uh, Graham. Graham. Yeah. Every time he every time somebody Jimmy from Degrassi. Every time he roots for somebody, right? They have this habit of losing, not lo- just losing. But getting destroyed, mm-hmm. Duke. Uh, who Raptors? Uh, Raptors. I think was it. What, what college team was it? LSU or some shit? Maple Leafs. Maple. Yeah, Maple Leafs. Like every every team he roots for, just who's he like losing. in uh, football? He just started signing with. He just started signing with uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh oh. <laughs> That's not good. I don't think anything can stop Lamar Jackson though. That man's a beast. Who do you like <laughs> this weekend, who- dude? Honestly, I really want. I really want Lamar Jackson to make it to the Super Bowl. But I feel like I'm scared it's going to be like that Cam Newton shit where he has like this amazing year and just kind of tank off. Well, I mean, look at the Saints, you know. Uh, Yeah. But uh, I would like to see Ravens um, 49ers myself. I'm with you on that. That's exactly what I want to see. I thought that we see Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo in the Super Bowl before Tom Brady and Drew Drew Brees, though. Yeah. Well, not Super Bowl, but in playoffs. Yeah. Play over that. Yeah. Crazy. I won my fantasy football league, though. I'm super, super right. happy about that. Dude, it's crazy. I was down to my cousin, Ben, by over 100 points going into the Sorry. final week. And I came back and won. I had, I like, everyone blew up. Dak Prescott had 45 points nice. for me. Derrick Henry had 211 yards, three touchdowns, oh, 45 yeah. points for me. Ezekiel Elliott had 30 points for me. It was just insane. You know, I forgot. <laughs> That's not fair, actually. I would, say, I would say Tanner Hill. It would be more unbelievable. Then yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. I take that back. Yeah. Say it. Because I forgot he was on the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, I'm with you on that, though. I want to see Ravens 49ers as well. Ravens 49ers would be a good Super Bowl. I agree. Yep, yep I'm with that. But I mean, it it could go. I'm I'm actually legitimately cool with either one of these teams. This is the first time I don't hate any team in a long time. That's like in contention right now. Yeah, definitely. Uh... What else we got? Anything else you want to get to before we wrap? I've uh, covered all the things that I had down for this week. Um, I don't know if you got anything else left you wanted to talk about before we wrap it up. I don't think so, actually. I think we got everything pretty much good. All right. Well, quickly, yeah. quickly then I wanted to just say, if if you're from this area, the Metro Detroit area, go check out Andrew's spot. It's called Dolores. It's on 6 Washington Street in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Right next to Tap Room. It's right next to Tap Room. I'm definitely going to go check it out because tequilas and tacos sounds like uh, something that I want to partake Shit, in right Tuesday now. Shit, it's Tuesday right now, right? <laughs> Seriously. Right, tequila it Tuesday. Is, it's Taco Tuesday, that's for sure. Taco Tuesday. Um, do you have um, any social medias that you wanted to plug, uh, Andrew? Yeah, we're on Instagram, uh, Dolores.ipsy. Okay. Um, follow us, check us out, and yeah, come in. We don't have a sign, uh, but uh, come check us out. Appreciate it, guys. We got one minute left. What is your favorite dish there that you guys do? Uh, favorite dish, definitely gun to the head, would be like carne asada tacos oh. uh, or the fish taco. Oh, Dude, I'm, I'm a sucker for fish tacos. Yep, yeah, for sure. Both solid. I eat them uh, just about every day. Yep. So. <laughs> fish tacos are great. Yeah. Well, since I hate the cold, I'm going to close the podcast with a song that will make you feel like it's warm outside. Um, This is a brand new track. One of my favorite artists out right now is Her. 
I think she's super, super talented. And she's got a brand new track out with Skip Marley, who is now the third generation Marley making music right now. He is Bob Marley's grandson. Um, they have a new track called Slow Down, and I think it's super fucking fun and a little vibey song. I feel so. like the Marley's are to like music what the Gracies are to fighting. Like, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> the Marley Jesus. family got, I mean, it's just that, too many generations. <laughs> that name is, I mean, they've probably made so much money. Think how much time they make off just merch alone. Oh, like, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that family's got to be so loaded. It's but like anyways, the Waynes or the Waynes to comedy. <laughs> yeah. Just like everybody. Is yeah, for sure. But anyways, episode 62 will be up later tonight, and then this episode 63 will be out in a few days. Um, thanks for listening, and here is Slow Down. Good night. Peace. Thanks, guys. Girl, I love you. Darling, I care. I care for you more than my own self. Darling, I share. I share with you. All goodness and well Said We can have just one night Or we can have one whole life If we pay it cool Yeah We can have that one thing Or we can have everything If our hearts are true Girls Play around like this, I'm not one to play around like this It's so real